Hello and welcome to the True Blue LA podcast emergency trade deadline edition. <laughs> You're pulling out all the Set stops. Me free. What? Oh, that's you were doing something else. Uh, Eric, Jacob, we're here. Uh, let's. Uh, so you Just texted me. Yeah, you deadline. texted me Thursday morning-ish, um, late after or early afternoon, I guess. If um, we get Chad Wallach, we do an episode. That was the <laughs> that was the, the text. No, you said emergency podcast tomorrow, and I like had just woken up and immediately was checking Twitter and oh right, like, what, like, what happened? What happened? And like, not nothing, nothing had I happened set, yet. I set you up poorly for that. I apologize. yeah, but something happened later. I'm sure everyone's aware, but I'm going to tease it anyways. So we're going to talk about uh, the Dodgers' big trade, the Dodgers' smaller trade. Um, probably some trades that happened around the NL West, all of that after this. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at marines.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Do you think there's anyone listening to this podcast actually waiting on bated breath on what the trade was? Like, no. they're li- like, <laughs> I, like if I don't if I don't put it in the in the subject or something, you know, like there's a big picture of Mac, Max Scherzer and Trey Turner on the on the, the page. They're like, uh, I don't know. Although some people just listen, so maybe they don't. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, but yeah, um, yeah. It this trade deadline was weird all around. Like not just the Dodgers, but like Major League Baseball. It seemed like 
just very generally, um, teams were a lot more willing to part with prospects. Um, we, we've seen in the past, like we went over like a month ago, all the deals uh, in the, at the in season, uh, by Andrew Friedman. And, um, and it was like what four top hundred prospects from the year before um, were dealt at the deadline. I think five, if you count Hector Oliveira, who was just signed that year. And it's it was always usually quantity over like quality, for lack of a better term. But um, yeah, this year, like all around, like um, teams are parting with like top hundred guys, top fifty guys, and then you know. Like the weird part too is how you know how the the way everyone's so online, and the life of like a rumor, and then as it gets close, everyone assumes it's it's almost over. Like the the Padres, I think Ken Rosenthal had at first say, said the Padres are closing in on um, are, are close to a deal to get yeah. Max Scherzer. He worded it. It wasn't. It wasn't. Bauer to Mets, Bob Nightingale bad. Like, it wasn't that, like, direct wrong. It was, like, clearly stating what, you know, the situation was. And everyone, like, knew that Max Scherzer had 10 and 5 rights, so he could veto any trade. Like, so if he really wanted to go somewhere, he could sort of steer it in a way. But, yeah, and that was, what, Thursday? Uh, I want to say, like, afternoon-ish? Yeah, afternoon. And then, like... The rest of the day was like, okay, what's going on? Like, uh, and no names uh, for who the Padres were oh, giving no, up not, had came out. Yeah, exactly. And then so at this point, it's like, all right, well, there's you just have to figure like, um, you know, it's not done till it's done, and this is a weird deal because of the ten and five. And I was <clears throat> when that that came out, I was as a rational sports fan as as I get. You know, I, <laughs> I fairly ho hum. Uh, except for when it comes to being nervous in the playoffs, and then I'm, it, it, you know, it's 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 all uh, right, all out the you're window. Jer- you're Jerry West, but in the offseason, you know, whatever, you know, root for the team that you got and all that. But I was mad that the Padres got Scherzer. I'm like, man, I, these are already really guy? intense yeah. games. Scherzer tends to always pitch pretty dang well against the. He tends to pitch pretty darn well all the time, but. Uh, you know, just have so many memories of him just being dominant. He's such a, I, I, one of those guys that like throughout, he's just so fun to respect and like, he's just so good. And yeah. like, so that for him to be on a team that the Dodgers would be facing in intense rivalry games, not something I was looking forward to. And he was only, he was the only Dodgers really need a starting pitching. And he was the only yeah. great name out there, uh, as a rumored, uh, target. Yeah, so imagine, uh, I forgot, whatever series it was where, earlier in the year where um, the Dodgers, a lot of them said, they just were, like, way more intense than we were, you know. Mm-hmm. No one no one likes to hear, like, they played harder than us. It wasn't, like, that direct, right? It was more like, they just really brought it to us, right? But, like, literally nobody out-intenses uh, Max Scherzer. <laughs> if, he, so if he's on the Padres, like, how, that that's going to be just like yeah it's insane but uh yeah like uh so that's going on and you know obviously they jj preller um like has been like kind of masterful in terms of like um it seems like they made so many trades since like last year's deadline through the offseason like almost acquiring like an entirely new starting rotation some of those guys are hurt but um 
like, and it seems like every trade is like, oh, and the Padres didn't give up any of their top ten prospects, you know, and they have like the had last year like the deepest system in the game. Maybe the Rays were better, but um, yeah. So so like like they clearly had the capital to like get this done if they wanted to. But then like as the day sort of wore on, like you said, no names really leaked, and then it was like, oh, not yeah, only then are it, the yeah, a report yeah. came out that like you know it's not done yet, and the Dodgers are waiting, you know. Yeah, and then like oh yeah, like the teams are you know still in there, you know that kind of a thing. Like and then uh, like later Thursday evening ish, I want to say that's when uh, the reports started to come out where you know Dodgers are closing in. Uh, same thing, not not finalized. But like closing in to get Max Scherzer and Trey Turner, like, huh? <laughs> like this t- took a turn. Like we talked, like with the last two episodes, we, we like they clearly needed a, like a starting pitcher. Um, you know, they had Clayton Kershaw make one start in July. It was like the first, I think July third. Um, they obviously haven't been with. They haven't had Trevor Bauer for a month. They've had like basically fill in starts and some bullpen games. But, like, they've only had, like, seven games all July of a pitcher throwing six innings, and I think it was, like, 13 throwing five. So they're, like, barely getting by. They're really taxing the bullpen. Kershaw is supposed to come back next Saturday, possibly. Um, but uh, they even with that, like, they needed, you know, some, like, more stability, I would, I would say. But, like, so you get that for sure in Max Scherzer. And also, like, you get a guy who's going to start in October now, too. Like, that, it's, it wasn't necessarily, like, on the docket. Like, it, it would have been a nice sort of luxury to have to get that. They really just, they did need someone to get through the season and try to win the division because they're, they're trailing by, as we record this, by three games um, in the National League West. So they, they dropped the last two series uh, against the Giants. So that's that was rough. So they, they have some playing catch-up to do. But, man, what that... I did not expect that. So it happened. But then the I guess the other aspect is where the prospects come in. They, they gave up not only Kiebert Ruiz, you understand, right? Like catcher blocked by Will Smith. I don't want to say blocked by Austin Barnes, but he's, you know, inter- he's kind of blocked by Austin Barnes, right? Like if like Ruiz was still in the organization and he was doing so well where like they had no choice but to bring him in majors, uh, you know, we've seen them like dispatch beloved veteran catches who aren't necessarily producing, but I think they they like so much of what Barnes does behind the plate, and he's not as, as much of a zero offensively as he was for a couple years. So like, it's a little more defensible. But like, you know, there was l- less of a chance for playing time for Ruiz here. But then also Josiah Gray, who made his major league debut last week, he pitched twice for the Dodgers. He was in the deal, so there's four players in the deal. I thought it was somewhat funny. Uh, the Nationals, uh, I think Mike Rizzo said today uh, that b- both uh, Ruiz and Gray <laughs> will be in AAA for them. And it's like, Why? I mean, look, I get Ruiz was in AAA with the Dodgers, but like, yeah, like, really? That you have a, that much of starting pitching or you're they, not going to have Gray? They traded like, 30% of their major league roster uh, over the last two days. Uh, yeah, they went three they, days, but now that was an executed sell job. Like, yeah, they, they they were like, and we talked about that like couple back like two weeks ago, and we talked about the pitchers that were available or the pitching needs and pitchers who were available were like, well, look, think the Nationals are under five hundred, but it's also a weak division. They think they're in it, and then I think 
I think they got swept by the Orioles last weekend or something, and like that sort of sort of sealed their fate in terms of where they stood. And I think they once they finally realized that, they're just like, you know what? <laughs> and and <laughs> so the other aspect of this, which made the price go up, is you know Scherzer last year of his contract, the the, the typical sort of person who gets traded at the deadline, but Trey Turner. Um, still has an Arbier next year. Uh, and not a free agent until after 2022. So you're getting, you know, two postseasons out of him, uh, in theory. Uh, <laughs> and then one, one and a half seasons, like, generally. And, and he, he is a very good shortstop. Uh, we'll, we'll see where he, where he plays with the Dodgers. We don't know yet. Uh, I have an idea he'll be the guy who's, who's moving around. But, um, in the event that, Free agent Corey Seager decides not to return, and and or free agent Chris Taylor who can play anywhere. If he decides not to return, you know I I, I can't I, I don't see a scenario where that happens. But we'll deal with that later. But they have a backup now, like a backup plan in terms of like they have a shortstop next year, like a, a, a very very good shortstop, like without doing another thing. So that's that's a positive, right? Like that that's a huge thing, and like the way they sort of set this up. Um, you know they're spending so much money this year. They still have a lot tied up to next year. They have some obviously the big free agent decisions like Kershaw, Kenley, Taylor, Seager. Um, but like you know, it, it's kind of a, a couple year run here. They re-signed Turner for two years. Like um, Muncy's under contract. All the like a bunch of guys. Bellinger's still around. Well, he's not really hitting. But you, you know, but. <laughs> Like they, there. I think that that sort of played into it, like um, just being set up for that. So yeah, so that was the shocker. Like I guess, what what was your initial reaction when you sort of? I, I guess, wh- when did you become confident that it was like going to happen? Like for the I doctors? think when um, Passan tweeted something like that that the deal was close because uh, uh, he's you know Rosenthal has like been a little bit more willing to be seems like like not wrong but like aggressive Mm -hmm. and like and i'm sure the padres and nationals were close i'm sure he like you said wasn't misreporting but a little bit more eager to pull the trigger on when something's close but might get held up um and i think i feel like passan has been a little less to do so um and that made me feel and also i think shortly after passan tweeted that you got confirmation that Max waived his no trade clause, and oh, I don't know yeah. if we'll ever find out exactly why the Padres deal didn't happen. Yeah. If it was not as close as maybe the initial sources initially reported, or you know, possibility is Max said, "If you can make the Dodgers happen, make it happen." Um, yeah. Again, we have no idea if that's the case, but that's a possibility because that was another factor that never came out. I think you and, got, you saw something yep. that was like it's left to medicals and it's left to the no trade clause waiver, and then nothing ever came out that yeah, Max approved the Padres uh, a report came out earlier in the week that any of the NL West destinations were his preference but I, yeah. I don't know how much veracity was behind that and I think too um, like you said before the fact that none of the prospects from the Padres were ever like reported mm-hmm. like makes you wonder how cl- like how far along that was right like so and that was interesting too like um I think for me it was it was definitely confidence late last night Thursday night, uh, and then you know thinking it was it's just a matter of time for it like it's finalized, 
So I think, yeah, I think it was that. But then it was just interesting to see the sort of progression because I think around the time um, the the reports were coming that the Dodgers were going to get Scherzer and Turner, uh, the minor league games were starting. So then it was just, it was check lineup time. I think J.P. Hornster reported that Cabert uh, uh, Ruiz was uh, scratched from the lineup from AAA. I looked through the other um, three of or three domestic affiliates. Uh, Rancho hadn't started yet, but Double um, A outfielder Donovan Casey was also pulled out of the lineup. So those two ended up going in the deal. The other one was uh, Gerardo Carrillo, um, a pitcher who has been on the forty man. We talked about this on a few episodes this year where. I don't know necessarily why he was on the 40-man. Um, he's a guy who was in double-A, walked a lot. He's hit a lot of batters to control issues. But I think the point is, like, who was really going to take him in the Rule 5 and have him on a major league roster all year? I don't think he was that advanced. So it was a little weird that they put him on the 40-man. It's come back to bite him mostly because of injuries and perhaps more than they anticipated. But they those 40-man spots have been precious, and he's been – sitting there with one like all year so that's been a little bit hard uh but yeah so yeah it, it was just uh it's uh i mean i don't know i don't i tend to tune out um a lot of people online but especially the ones who are like when is friedman ever gonna do a big deal it's like what, pay attention man like what, what have you been watching but anyway like this this certainly qualifies like and it's always moving the goalposts like so it's just there's no there's no real point in arguing with any of those people ever, so like it doesn't really matter. But then even like Plasky a couple days ago wrote that the Dodgers should get um, uh, Scherzer be- uh, because Friedman failed to get him like when he was a free agent. It's like all right, calm down. <laughs> uh, but like, but then he there was a line I think John Wiseman pointed out too. Uh, full disclosure, I did not read the Plasky article. I skimmed it. Because I was like, this is ridiculous. There's a couple of ridiculous things in there. But one of them was like, with the chance to clinch their first full season championship in 33 years, like, fuck off, man. That's, <laughs> that is the dumbest shit I've ever heard. Like, it really, like, it's just every year it's just something like, there's just no object permanence. Like, what's going on here? I, I don't get it. Um, what, yeah, what was your reaction to, to so I mean you're acting surprised but you should back up because it was on this podcast just over yep. uh, two weeks ago where you were confident the Dodgers should also get a right-handed bat and that this is I'm sure the kind of player you were thinking the Dodgers should get yeah, yeah well <laughs> like I didn't expect him to yeah get, like <laughs> like all-star level bat like 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 a guy with another year of team control <laughs> yeah like that that was a shocking thing I think even. There was someone, you know, the comments around this time of year, are, there's uh, there's just a lot of, like, you know, trade speculation stuff, and I, it's just not my bag, so, like, uh, it's fine. But, like, uh, someone uh, had mentioned, go ahead. There, there, was a, there was an MLB Network report, and it, it was, like, it was, like, a wild list. I think, I think Lux was involved. That's, uh, going back to Plasky for a second, just to pile on. He mentioned like Lux and Bellinger, I think, like as part of the trade. It's like, all right, what are you, what are you talking about, guy? But anyway, um, w- there was some crazy offer on MLB Network, uh, and I missed. Someone posted it in the comments, just like talking about it, 
And I misread. I did not even register that Trey Turner was in that deal. And I was like, why are you giving up all this for uh, a deadline deal? Like this, I talked about like, you know, previous years, like no, no, no one ever gets this in a deadline deal, you know? And then he's like, well, oh, it's also Trey Turner. I was like, oh, I didn't even see that part. But then even that, I was like, that seems a little far-fetched, you know? It's like, uh, and then, of course, it happened. But, like, yeah. Uh, so, um, you know, it, uh, Trey Turner is, is is excellent. Like, well, the, the other wrinkle of this, right, uh, is he's on the COVID IL. He was pulled from a game uh, Tuesday with the Nationals, and they had their Wednesday game canceled. He was placed on the COVID IL Thursday. He's in quarantine, I believe now. Has to go through pro- protocol, still quarantine, and then I believe pass at least two negative tests. I forgot the time frame for that, but he's probably not going to be like active with the Dodgers till next weekend. Uh, don't have an, a firm timetable on that. The COVID IL is kind of open ended. You have to pass a bunch of protocols before you can get activated. It's not like set in stone ten days or anything, but it's a little weird, but. I was looking at the, uh, just the timing of all this too. Like, if you just want to put it in more context, um, the Dodgers activated Corey Seager today. We're recording right before the game starts against the Diamondbacks. And this is Corey Seager's first game in, uh, one day shy of 11 weeks. Uh, so you get Corey Seager back. Uh, Mookie Betts is probably uh, going to be activated Sunday. So again, Coming off of an episode this very week where we said we're going to retire the phrase full strength, I want to preface, I'm not saying the Dodgers are at full strength or close to it, but I just want to, I wanted to point out, um, now I had to fudge a little bit, um, na- na- this is National League ranks um, in WRC+, Plus, so 100 average, uh, if you're like 150, that's roughly 50% better than League average, if you're below, it's, it's worse. Now, so I lessened it to 250 plate appearances because, A, mostly because, like, for Will Smith, because most catchers don't qualify uh, because they don't get the mm-hmm. – they have day, more days off and all that kind of stuff. So I did it 250 plate appearances for now. Here are the Dodgers uh, batters, major league ranks. Max Muncy is second with 162. Um Justin Turner is 11th, 142. I was surprised at this, that he's third on the Dodgers, but 14th in the National League. Mookie Betts, 138. Trey Turner, 16th, 137. Chris Taylor, uh, right there with him, 137. Uh, A.J. Pollock, 21st, 135. Will Smith, 131. He's 23rd. So that's one, two, three, four, five, six. That's seven Dodgers batters uh, in the top twenty-three in WRC plus. So, <laughs> like all, all at least thirty percent better than average hitters. Um, so yeah, that's that's something. Like um, we're back to the point where again, want to stress, not it's not like oh, everyone, who you gonna, who's going to sit, you know that kind of thing. Because every time you say that. It always solves itself with an injury, but um, the Dodgers really do have um, some like playing time decisions to make, um, and we haven't even talked about the fact that Gavin Lux is currently on the injured list, and like he really doesn't have a spot when he comes back, except for maybe bench, um, you know, or, or like part timer type thing. Um, 
So the other issue is like Cody Bellinger has been like in a, a horrific slump, like well all year. He's also been like injury plagued. He's been really good on defense. That's why he's been in the lineup. But also because they haven't really had options to to sit him occasionally at least. So maybe that becomes more of an option if he doesn't really pick it up. Um, you could you could platoon like him and Taylor, not a maybe not a strict platoon, but just give Bellinger more days off. Otherwise, like Pollock is always going to rotate, I think, in and out and get rest days. Taylor plays wherever. Um, you know, Trey Turner probably they they're going to talk to him, I guess, but probably going to play second. He's played some outfield in his career, but like not for a few years. Uh, he's fast enough to play center. Uh, you figure if Seager gets days off, he could play short. Obviously, Taylor can play short. Like they can, they can maneuver around. So, um, it's going to be interesting to see how the, exactly that sort of plays out. But I, it's one of those if you hope that it gets to that point because then that's a like the, that's like a great problem to have because obviously you're you're choosing between which really good players do I play rather than can I feel the lineup tonight? <laughs> right. <laughs> like three good hitters or something. So that it's, it really is like kind of amazing, like how it's, how it all came together because, and it, the, just the timing of it, like, like we mentioned Seeger back and like, again, Seeger not in those top seven cause he hasn't played. Um, but certainly like reasonable to assume he's close enough to that. Right. And then, you know, Seager back tonight, Mookie Betts back Sunday. Oh yeah, they added Trey Turner. He'll be back. He'll be in the lineup at some point next week. So it's it's a lot. And then also Kershaw's back next Saturday, probably. So uh, yeah, it's uh, it's something. It's uh, it was it was a definitely a surprise. But like, um, I, I did not see this. I can't say I saw this big of a deal coming. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18. Plus. Anything else you wanted to add from the – oh, the Dodgers made another trade. How about that? Yeah, I, I, I was going to say, uh, I, I didn't – I wasn't sure exactly how to transition into it. But, yeah, the, the first trade they made – well, okay, here's the other thing I, I sort of hate about this trade deadline. Uh-huh. Um, so Danny Duffy comes first uh, on Thursday. And th- I think this was after the Padres are close to getting Scherzer. So everyone's like – that's it. That's all they're getting. And meanwhile, we're we're still like twenty hours until the trade deadline, or maybe twenty four. And, and so it's like, all right, calm down, guy. Like, how many times have you seen on a trade deadline where there's no trades the day of the deadline? They all come like you know, fast and furious on a Friday or whatever, or on the on the day of. So 
Yeah, like, and oh, and also, I guess the 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 funnier part of this not funny because he's injured, but he has like a, a triceps thing. No, that was sure, sure. I forget why Danny Duffy's on the injured list right now, but he's probably not due back until September. So it's like ugh, Dodgers traded for an injured pitcher. That's perfect, right? Like that—that's the whole thing. But the the one weird quirk, I believe, this started in 2019. Um, but there's no more August trades. Like there's just one trade deadline now, uh, just July 31st. There's no more August waiver deals. So you b- basically have like someone like Duffy is just a let's get this guy now. If he works out, he works out. Otherwise. You know, it was a worthy gamble. Um, they got Duffy from the Royals. Uh, he's in the last year of his contract. He's been a starter. It's, it remains to be seen whether he's going to be a starter or reliever. Given that he's out till September, I would imagine the main way he's going to help, if at all, is going to be in the bullpen. Um, and he's a left-hander. Pretty good stuff. Um, so he he's making $15.5 million this year, the last year of a deal with the Royals. Um, it, uh, about five and a half due the rest of the way. The Royals are sending some cash over in that deal. I'm not sure exactly how much the, they only got a player to be named later out of the deal. It, they have, they get to choose from a, few, a list of names over the next couple months. But, um, the other sort of aspect that like, I, well, back to Duffy for a second, he'll help probably if he's healthy, but yeah, but more like, a sort of another Another David Price like type, I would imagine. Stuff is a little different, I would imagine, but uh, you know, we'll see. They'll see what they have, and uh, if he works out, strain, works out. By the way, that's what it was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, that makes sense. So, yeah, like uh, that's thing. So the other thing is the the money was a lot. Um, like Scherzer is <clears throat> Scherzer's making thirty five million this year. Technically, well, that's his salary. He's not getting paid anything because his, the last three years of salaries are all deferred by the Nationals over like the next seven years. But so 12, $12.4 million roughly is left. Now, the Dodgers will eventually pay that. From a competitive balance standpoint, because of the deferrals, it's down to something like $10 million that the Dodgers are taking on as a, as a CBT number. Um, Trey Turner is a, is a $13 million player. So he's not he's going to be a big arb guy next year like he'll be in the 20 million range just just for the one year deal. Um, he's due 4.6 million the rest of the way. Danny Duffy's at 5.5 minus a certain amount. So you're already looking at it's like 22 and a half million if the Royals send no money but they're sending some. So let's say roughly 20 million bucks uh, discounted with uh, Scherzer's uh, deferrals, you're looking at adding like 17, 18 million to the competitive balance tax, which was already in the upper tier. So like even if the like Bauer situation, let's say he gets suspended like the rest of the year without pay and it cuts like half of his salary off this year from a competitive balance standpoint, again, just want to preface, this is not the important thing with Trevor Bauer. I'm just uh, showing an example. Even then, uh, the Dodgers are still in the upper tier of the competitive balance tax. So, not that you should care. Uh, it, I'm just pointing out where they are. So, they're, they're looking at a <clears throat> well over $250 million payroll. Depending on how things shake out, it could be like 275 ish um, That's if, like, with 
nothing happening to Bauer's salary. The only reason I bring that up is because his salary is weird this year. I still haven't gotten an answer on this. Uh, because of the um, his opt-out uh, and the way he could get paid like more if he opted out and things, his salary this year is treated as a, a single payment bonus in November. So like normally when that happens in a deal, um, like if someone gets a signing bonus and then you get, let's say you get suspended or, or something that lops your salary, that signing bonus is, is treated as separately from salary. So I'm not sure if that's the case with this bonus, but if, if that's the case, you could see a scenario where like he's suspended for half a year, but because of his, his salary is in a bonus, does he still get it all? Like that, that's a weird thing. I have no, I don't know the answer to, I haven't found that out yet, but <clears throat> I, I mean that I'm just trying to point that out from a, uh, like just a total payroll thing. Like even if, Bauer's salary doesn't count against the cap. They're still going to, or the, the portion of it, they're still going to be in that highest tier. So, you know, we've we sort of harped on this a few years back when they didn't, they cut back a little on spending in 2018, 2019, staying under the the luxury tax, and then, you know they said like if we if if there's a situation where you know we spend like we're gonna, we're doing it to reset, and then they spend, and then they went out and got Mookie bets. Uh, Last year, they would have had a um, a competitive balance, balance tax had the there been a full season, but because David Price opted out, they ended up not paying it. But then this year, they they've blown over it like like they've spent. So like they they deserve, I think, the benefit of the doubt from you know from previously. So that's part of it. But yeah, that, that's sort of the other aspect of this that's um, that's a big factor. Like we we haven't really seen them add that kind of this much like salary midseason uh, over the last And in a trade deadline years. where there was a decent amount of money changing hand potential with pot prospects being propped back up for the Dodgers to take on um, in the big trade, at least a lot, all of the cash just kind of furthers that point. Yeah. Look at the, um, like the Yankees, right? They, they added Joey Gallo and Anthony Rizzo. Um, and in both deals, like the Cubs and the Rangers paid like, not, not all, but almost all the remaining salary to get better prospects um, because the Yankees are trying to stay under the competitive balance tax uh, this year. So it's like you can see where that's a little bit of, a little bit frustrating um, for, for those teams. But like just in general, too, like today was like um, it was so such a busy trade deadline. Like um, what Chris Bryant went to the Giants, uh, Craig Kimbrell. Uh, went to the Cubs and like, I mean, I'm sorry, to the White Sox from the Cubs and like Nick Madrigal was part of that deal. Who's been in the majors. So like th- there was a lot of like high, high prospects uh, dealt and like um, I think the Marlins, they traded Star- Starling Marti to the A's uh, it was in a awesome, like sort of challenge trade uh, one for one for uh, Jesus Lazardo who's been in the majors and kind of struggled, but like has really, really good stuff. Once a top prospect, but now like, um, you know, struggling. So like you rarely see those kind of deals, but it seemed like there was just so many just deals of, of teams like willing to trade prospects, not every team mind you, but like, yeah, there, there was a lot of those. And I think that was, uh, that made it like kind of more intense than usual. 
So the Dodgers are three games back on the Giants. Giants add, as you mentioned, uh, Chris Bryant. <clears throat> Dodgers add uh, Duffy Scherzer and Turner. Um, Padres were five and a half back of the Giants going in today. They added Daniel Hudson. They added Adam Frazier the other day. Yeah, there we go. And then, and then the other one was Jake Marisnik today, outfielder. So, and then the Giants also added Tony Watson. Right. So what was a, you know, already an intense uh, division uh, increased even more so. I think it's fair to say the Dodgers got more better uh, than the other teams, but they're also three games back. Technical term, yeah, right. (laughs) They they had to, like they have to, right? Well, that that's the other thing that I think people tend to waste a lot of time on. They're like, well, the, the Dodgers are the favorites. You know, they're they're still the favorites. Like the the projection systems all expect them to win the division and they very well might like they they have a very good team but like at a certain point like who cares like who's the favorite right <laughs> they have to win like they're, they're st- they haven't like they literally have not been in first place since april 28th um the giants are going on two today or I, I think today is two straight months sitting in first um so like great you know if you're the favorite you, you still have to like uh to win so like uh and even no matter what happens these three teams are excellent uh if if it ends up the way it does like two of them are gonna have to play a one game playoff just to get to the other to play the other one in a series so like uh it's wild man uh it's gonna be a fun like last two months and kind of hectic i think well any other thoughts you had before we sign off not really this was kind of a quickie one we decided to do um an emergency episode because, uh, you know, I think our general rule is if the Dodgers acquire a three-time Cy Young Award winner and future <laughs> Hall of Famer, we will do a podcast about it very soon after. So that's our general rule. Uh, so this this offseason when Clayton Kershaw has a free agent and they and they do re-sign him, like, well, if they don't re-sign him, we'll have the Pitchfork podcast where we just <laughs> – it's going to be the most explicit episode we've ever had. But, um, yeah, like that's that's, you know, it's a special – uh, situation so we wanted to do an extra podcast this week uh hope you had a fun trade deadline everybody uh we'll talk to you sooner than normal next week 